This is the Cardboard Cave Podcast. You know, it's a good day when the mic is muted. Let me check this is the correct mic. Yes, it's the correct mic. So welcome once again, guys, to the new episode of the Cardboard Cave podcast. Last week, we had a great um, event that it was with the amazing Lua Stardust. If you guys missed it out, hey, you still have a chance. It's up on our YouTube channel. So just pass by Cardboard Cave um, podcast on YouTube and you guys can go ahead and rewatch this event. We um, literally, <clears throat> first game, Chris went ahead and t- took it home. And then the second game, uh, we noticed stacks uh, just won. We, we let her do her thing. Um, <clears throat> not only that, guys, you guys want to, like, pump up or make your um, commander or deck. <clears throat> sorry for, for I'm, I'm a little bit <clears throat> sniffing tonight. So I'm very sorry. So if you guys want to make your commander or deck look very spicy for yourself or for your friends, go ahead and go to altersleeves.com. Use our promo code CardboardK for 5% off your order. Or as well, you can use our affiliate link that is making us support us all the time. Once One other thing is that you guys can go to our merchandise store, grab our, grab our merch. You know, we got different styles of shirts. We have the only lands. We have, um, will you pay the one as well? We're going to be making more designs for 2023 and probably now I'm going to, I'm not going to spoil anything yet, but we are going to have great things for 2023 guys. Another thing is follow us in all of our social media. It's very easy. Just go ahead, go to our link tree. Everything is there. Our podcast, our social media, and as well, got to tell you guys, got to tell you guys one thing. We are right now at 997 followers on TikTok. So we're very close for the 1K. Please pass by our TikTok and and support us with your follow. I'm going to go ahead and present the rest of the crew, the hosts of this show, because remember, guys, we are the number one Magic the Gathering podcast here in Puerto Rico. So we're going to go ahead and present the one and only the director of directors, the one that has won so many awards from the beginning of time, the one and only Orengo. Yo, what's up? What's up, Orengo? You're not gonna say anything. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm just. I, I was gonna show something, but let's let's get all our um, hosts here so I can show. Okay. It and then we have the. <laughs> we know that when these things happen, the episode is gonna be good. It's a good episode. It's gonna be a good episode. Then we're gonna go ahead and call out the one and only, the jank master of them all, the one and only Chris. One jack to rule them all, and here he is. I'm a little bit sniffy today. I still don't know why. It's because we've been cleaning these past few days, um, but but we're getting there. We're getting there. And then we have the one and only, the one that we call the master of the cube, but as well we call him the master of the dark arts. The one and only JP. Hey, what's up? Yo. Hey, what's up, everybody? I guys? saw him like a few hours ago. 
Yeah. Who won that game? You nice. did? Uh, I did. I won that game. It was great. I wish we could have seen it. Well, well deserved. Disgusting. I, I don't know. I don't even know what happened. No, I don't no, no, even no, got no. It. it was a well deserved win. It was a fair win. I I casted the Locust God on turn fair? six like a good boy, like a good boy on turn six. Putting fair? <laughs> yeah, it was, know, fair. You, it was a fair. Game. What is, what is, a what is happening? What is happening to this group? I used to play Jank and Goblin. And now I'm playing like. CDH and 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 control and now Ringo is getting fair wins. What the hell is this? Davey's moving away I, from I'm like one all black. And I was against the new Urza too, so I felt a little bad for winning. Hmm. It, was, it was a fun game. It was a fun game. I, I am crazy for just like that we can see each other on Friday. Yeah. Is it's gonna be an interesting day. <laughs> it's gonna be an interesting day. Okay, so I did get something from Orengo. Uh, let's go ahead and show yeah, it. Yeah, we should start with this because it's a time for celebration. Something has arrived to people's mailboxes. People oh, got it? People, people actually got it. Got it. People got no, something. one second. People got Joking. something beautiful. People got something beautiful they've been wanting for so long. I'm, I'm the, the, like, hold on, we, we, we gotta do like the drum roll with the numbers after yeah. how many secret layers has it been now? Oh my god, it's been like 72,000. Wasn't layers. it 18 products? <laughs> something like that, it was something obscene, something ridiculous. But we finally have uh, sightings in the wild. The new secret layer commander deck is actually arriving to people's no? houses. No? Yeah. Hasn't it been like 18 months? Yeah, it's something ridiculous. The guy, the guy didn't fully open it, um, but he's show, showing you a little bit of the, you know, the box and how it looks and all that. Wow. Yeah, like a little coin, like a little Pokemon coin. It's kind of cute. And I like it how you coin. call it a Pokemon coin. It's basically a Pokemon <laughs> coin, let's be honest. And there, there's the deck. He hasn't opened it. People were asking in the comment section if there's a bonus card. But he didn't answer, so I don't know. We could probably scour well, on Twitter and we could probably find it. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that if there was a bonus pretty card, sure it could be here, it could be in this stack. Yeah, he was like very um adamant about opening, depending on that post <laughs> specifically. And some other guy was selling the deck for like $135. He was like, Guys, I just have a brand new, I'm wanting to sell it right now, I just want to get rid of it. <laughs> oh, god, yeah, how long did this one took? Wait. I think this is one of I don't remember. I think Carlos is was uh, waiting for this one as well. This was 18 months, right? It was like a year and a half. Easy, easy. <clears throat> so actually, if Carlos gets it, he can open it on Friday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That could if be he gets it, fire. if he gets it, yeah, yeah. That'd be <laughs> tell him you should write to him right now. Tell him if he actually got it, do not him. open it, and he can open it with us. Because <clears throat> I have product, I'm going to bring you guys on Friday so we can open it. I have a collector oh, yeah. booster, a collector booster box of Brothers War. I have the newest unset. I haven't cracked it open yet. And I have the commander deck too, so we can open it. And if something gets like, you know, it's crimped or like misplaced, it's going to be live because we're just going to oh, open it. I don't know what, if I have something if, ugly and destroyed. What, what, what if you get a, what if you get one of those like a repeat the commander decks, you know? The, oh my God, that'd be so great. I would yeah. love to just get one of the boxes oh, and have nothing inside. Just have no okay. commander deck. <laughs> we have a comment. Um, it says, uh, Sulian says, Gracias que se quedaron callados cuando dijo Ursa. It was a fun deck. It was a fun deck. I like Actually, uh, it, it was really interesting because uh, the day that I saw, I think, it, yeah, the day that I saw Chris, uh, that we're not, we're not going to talk about the why. 
but I told Chris like, hey, I want to buy Brothers Warp. I just want to buy like a couple of booster packs or, or whatnot just for because usually I just buy booster packs. I give them to my wife and she opens them because she likes cracking, cracking packs. So uh, we went to Walmart and I got, I think it was two set booster boxes, set, set boosters and the draft pack that brings three. So she goes ahead, she cracks all these booster packs, right? And then she's like, oh, this is whatever. She got the Mox Amber schematic. Sadly, it was not foil, sadly. But then I, I was like, let me go through the cards just in case, because probably she missed something. Yeah. When I go through the cards, she got one of the mythic uh, uh, Transformers. Ooh. And I and I told her like, hey, you missed this one. And she's like, oh, I didn't notice. I'm like, it's okay. Don't worry about it because it's not one that I want. But when I read the card, I was like, now I want to build it <laughs> as a commander. <laughs> oh, nice. This, so I was like, Transformers are actually freaking insane, dude. Oh, yeah. yeah they, there's a couple that are worthy to make a deck with. Uh, I've, I've already seen Megatron and Megatron is really stupid. Yep. Is really stupid, and I've already seen Optimus. And let me just say this, and I've said it to my friends recently. Commander, I like three types of commanders: the ones that draw you cards, the ones that can combo, and the ones that can add you mana. But everybody got a plan to the hit in the mouth, and that Optimus mm. hits you in the mouth really freaking hard. Okay. Like cool. Like. It was, I think, turn four, and he had an it, a six eight, uh, eight eight, and a four four. I was keeping, I was gonna keep getting bigger because it was the smallest creature. Yeah, yeah. it was Damn. disgusting. Oh. Wow. Oh my God. that sounds like so much fun. I don't remember, I don't remember the name of the card. I have my binder here. Let me, oh, I just creature. Let me see. I feel like I'm reading the Bible. <laughs> I gotta uh, update my stuff. I got like this secret layer. I have it like put my cards there too. This was the one, the the Kilogus Loops or something. You know, oh, here we go. I got um, Blitzwing, Cruel Tormentor. Mm. He says, um, at the beginning of your end step, target opponent loses life equal to the life that player lost this turn. If no life was lost this way, convert Blitzwing. He turns okay. into Blitzwing Adaptive Adaptive Asylant. Uh, <clears throat> at the beginning of combat, on your turn, choose Flying or Indestructible at random. Blitzwing gains that ability until end of turn. Whenever he deals combat damage to a player, convert it. And he's a 3-5 and a 6-5 in, in the transformed way. I like it. It looks interesting in yeah. regards to, you know, that's, that's fun, building something to, like, take away life every turn. Yeah. Mecha Geek says hi to all of us. Hey, Mecha Geek. Hey, Mecha Yo. Geek. What's up, so, guys, hey. let's go ahead with the off the top. Uh, uh, up the top. Um, first things first, let's talk about this. Uh, I'm not going to say it's an issue, it was something that could have been solved very easily, but there was a recent DQ on one of the main events for to grab your invitation to the Pro Tour um, due to the fact that the player had a collected company, or I think he had the playset of the collected company from Secret Layer Extra Life. 
and the judges went ahead and DQ'd him because they were they bought the ruling they put the ruling that the card was a way to be marked like that he can always know that that card is the collective company there there is a bit more details towards it yeah okay there's more details i i read i know that i read the tweet that you sent and i read read through through it yeah, but I didn't read the recent, the other ones. I read the first two, I think. Because there, there was someone on that thread that absolutely chose violence and also like mentioned some extra details in which you know the the person who originally posted it noticed that they pur- purposefully excluded certain details from that. He oh, kind of mentioned them by passing in his own Twitter thread, but he wasn't was like, very "Oh specific. yeah, I casted Collective Company," and uh, and, uh, and people just kind of. I kind of assumed I was cheating because my cards are kind of curled, and it's because uh, because his cards were kind of curled, mm-hmm. he could know when he was going to draw and when he was not going to draw certain things. So the reason he got DQ'd, or at least the most obvious one, was when he casted Collective Company on his own upkeep, which is the weirdest time to cast that. In uh, and and got creatures out of it. Yeah, you had you just had to have had known that there were going to be creatures on top of your deck. Mm-hmm. And uh, others say that he had uh, some uh, corners marked. Wow. So, so uh, it's a bit more of an acceptable like if if, if that's the case, then it's more acceptable up uh, on the on the on the disqualification. Yeah, on the judge's part, but also it just keeps bringing on the the to- topic of these these secret lair. Like some of them just kind of end up really, really curled up, and even normal foils too. Yeah, like just general fo- like the foiling system that they have in place, it's really awful. I love uh, edge foils for that reason. I love them too. Even though they're very dark, at least they stay put. They don't like mm-hmm. curl right. Uh, I actually kind of like some, uh, depending on what card it is, of course. Mm-hmm. I like the, the dark coloration. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A lot of, a lot of like the multicolor cards, uh, like gold, like the gold color when it's dark like that, usually looks really well. Like yes. I, I don't know, I really like it so far. Yeah, I think I think that in the foil edge format, it's really, at least for me, is very pleasing because not all the cards are the foil edge like gives them the same treatment because when when the commander legends uh set came out you would have some of them that were like really dark and then you had some of them that were really bright so yeah. you would make the match like the i think the it was really inconsistent coloring exactly it was very inconsistent and it made it interesting because you were you know it, some of them would look nicer like with the darker tones you know in That's bad printing, though, because I I oh, pulled yeah. I even I remember this I pulled I opened the pre-release kits of of uh, Brothers War, and I opened the boosters and the ones in the pre-release kit, and then the ones that I got from the set booster, the retro ones look different. When you look yeah. at the text box, some of them have like the crystallization more clear and the ones more faded. And even within the same actual kit, I would open a booster and have them one be darker, and then the next one be lighter in the same kit. Mm-hmm. So there's their like their printing system is whack. 
It's yeah. horrible. No, the Wizard of the Coast will never fix that. I I think. <laughs> no, they're not. They're yeah, not no, it's, it's, like, it's like you can notice on some of the foils, like when when like either like the machine essentially started printing, in which the ink is darker, and then when it started like you know running out, I guess like mm -hmm. the it gets lighter. It's, oh yeah, it's ugly. But in regards to to this DQ, I would say that if it was now that you guys went ahead and said that there was more to it than just the curled up uh, collected company cards, um, there was an easy way if it was only the collected company cards. Uh, they, mm -hmm. There's we they we did this for for um what was the card again? Uh, the blue card, uh, the extra turn card. I forgot the name. Of the card. Time warp. Was it time warp? Oh, Nexus of Fate? Nexus of Fate. Oh, oh, Nexus of Fate. Uh, that <laughs> Nexus of Fate, it got that issue on, on the decks that they curled up and people would know that they were going to draw into it. So what they did was like, okay, then you're going to grab any card and you're going to write Nexus of Fate on it and put it there. Have your original copies on the side. And there you go. You play. You know, exactly. But in regards to if, if if he was cheating, then yeah, DQ all the way. No, mm -hmm. no questions asked for that. You know, it's not the first time that we had uh, different Magic the Gathering players and and some pro players get banned for tournaments because of cheating. So mm -hmm. you know. Uh, the, the thing is, I, I love how he in the post just really essentially tries to vilify the judges at some point, especially in his like, you know, like the third part of the post where he goes, oh, I'm sorry to those who were rooting for me. I will have to be more vigilant against oh, the yeah. future if I'm fortunate enough to continue having one at MTG for now. I'm going to have to take a break. Thank you for reading. It's like, come on, dude. I know. <laughs> you, you really tried hard to like get people off of your back and like just be like oh no 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 i was i didn't cheat on purpose mm -hmm. yeah one more one more thing that i want to um at least bring to the table guys uh before we start talking about jumpstart and the main topic of tonight give me one second um i i would say that most people of the Magic the Gathering community, um, you know, we are we are all we are all geeks and and we all just love the fact that okay, this is not gonna work. Let me see if it does. Okay, kind of did? Question mark. Let me see if no. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> when you try to do something and unplanned and it's not working jesus <laughs> so let me see if i can okay there we go i think this one will work it it kind of did and it did not what when whatever um i'm gonna put it big it looks horrible but hey just to continue the 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 the, the podcast so uh, we're we're all geeks. We all have different fandoms. Uh, people love anime. People love different shows, uh, comic books, and whatnot. Dungeons and Dragons. But one very big part of the community is very are very big fans of Power Rangers. And this weekend we had a very sad news that uh, Jason David Frank passed away um, on Sunday. This past Sunday. 
Um, at first, people thought it was a rumor because it the only certainty that we had was of his trainer and um, and Boss Logic that made like a piece of art uh, and giving out a statement. Uh, he passed away because he took his life. Um, and it's really sad that we just lost, you know, the original Green Ranger and other Rangers that he portrayed in the future. And probably we will see him one last time in the film, The Legend of the White Dragon. Uh, and in the community, it was really, really cool because in the community, there were some, somebody posted in one of the groups that he made a, I don't remember what planeswalker he made or he made a custom planeswalker of the Green Ranger. And he and he taught me. Uh, Jason Davis friend got to sign it. Um, I, I know that all of the guys here know that I'm a big fan of Power Rangers, and I got to meet him a couple of times. For me, it was really hard to to you know the news were pretty hard because two years ago, uh, well not two years ago, three years ago, 2019, he came to Aguada Comic Fest here in Puerto Rico. And I got to at last see him in person and get to speak to him one last time. Um, and it was a great experience, you know, getting to to meet one of your childhood heroes. Uh, but it's sad news that we, we lost somebody that was great to his fans and had an, and was great to his family as well. Uh, but continuing to to the topics of the day, Guys, I didn't knew because I think that we had this conversation one day uh, about the infamous jumpstart. We had, <laughs> I remember one episode, they were all confused like, but wait, isn't like Jumpstart Brothers War coming out or Jumpstart Dominaria come out? I or, mean, yeah. Exactly. And then, and they were like, but wait, isn't there like a Jumpstart 22, 2022 coming out? And we were like, yeah, there's a Jumpstart 2022 coming out. And the spoilers apparently just started popping out out of the blue. So it's really cool. Uh, I We all read some of the cards. Uh, not some. I think we have all read all of the cards. The set is really interesting. I really do like the archetypes that are they are bringing in and the reprints. We're going to get Ristic Study once again. It's really interesting. And we're gonna get it once again. It, it, it's art is so beautiful. I know. Yeah, it's pretty good. This is the the the, the interesting part. <laughs> I I we we have um here in the cardboard cave podcast we have four groups that I wish I knew their names. Um, if Chris, if you can fi- fetch them and we can mention them um here in the here in the show, we share our content with four groups and one of them as well. Uh, one of the, all of them are from the states, but one of them is from Puerto Rico. It's Magic Gathering Puerto Rico. But we go ahead and share the our content to these four groups, and it was funny because one of them was like, "Why are we getting anime art again? Are we? Is Magic the Gathering turning to Yu-Gi-Oh?" I was like, "Oh no, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point." <laughs> but we're getting anime treatment once again. I don't know if it's gonna be. That we get like a normal card and then we have the anime version or mm-hmm. probably they're all just there. You know, we have the anime treatment inside the booster packs. Yeah. Um, but 
let's go around the board jp what do you think about the cards um that have been released right now and then we're gonna uh, jump to the top five of each cards the top five cards of each one of us so uh, considering as a whole a lot of the themes are kind of more vague this time I think they understood uh, they, they made them a lot more vague and less uh, focused because the uh, the last one was really really focused and uh, so a lot of archetypes kind of mesh into each other which is a good thing you know in the way that you're gonna have a you're gonna get two boosters and you're gonna crack them open and you're gonna be able to make a good deck regardless of what you get okay how but about you old angle there's like there's like uh kind of uh, kind of i kind of do wish it was a bit a bit more focused but okay i think i think it's good that it's sort of vague because it allows you a little bit more freedom because and they're very strong too which is also like very nice because the last few jump stars that we had, which is basically two, we had the Dominaria one and then we had the Brothers War one. Mm -hmm. um, they were very focused, but they were trash. They were like absolute trash. They were like great, but no one's playing Jumpstart. Let's be honest here. It's just too much product right now. And although conceptually, I love the idea back in pandemic times, right now they even so oversaturated that to the point where when it was released, I thought it was the same jump start from brothers war and i was like god damn they packed a lot of really good stuff in that brothers war one why is no one buying it and then i realized oh wait this is a different one that's why no one like realized this so we got to that point where basically everything's just melded together like I, got, I even got yes i even got so confused like is karn in the 2022 one or in brothers war no, it's in the brothers one right no, are you kidding me? I really thought it was in the Brothers War. Imagine that. Like, I was genuinely confused. I'm so confused now. Oh, well, yeah. Exactly. I at like least, the, at least yeah. in Mythic Spoilers and in MagicSpoilers.com. Yeah, no, they seem to it, be 2022. It's, 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 it seems to be 2022. So I, I like them because although they might they might be a little, they are definitely more unfocused. Um, they are way stronger. So at least it's going gonna, it's gonna to provide a more fun and more engaging powerful experience because most of the decks usually have at the mythic level they have or at the rare mythic level they have a, a placewalker or they have a really strong card that's almost like a commander and in the uncommon slot they were very smart because they started adding those planeswalkers from the war of the sparks so we have a lot of uncommon planeswalkers um in the same pack which is great because it has a lot of like it has a lot of power now these these uh boosters so when you crack two of these you're gonna have like a high power gameplay out of it sad part is i i mean i think people are gonna buy this one because it has really powerful cards in them but overall i think the problem was that they oversaturated the idea very quickly like to the point that rudy was talking about these the, the last two jumpstart um uh sets they, they they were selling for like 60 bucks when they're supposed to be selling for like 100 because no one is buying them they're trying to like get rid of them they're like literally throwing them in the trash to see someone buys them and no one's buying them but they're cool i like them they have really good powerful cards they're not as powerful as the first jump start obviously but there's pretty good pretty good stuff there to play with yeah how about you chris even with, the, even with like the first jump start just kind of trailing off with another like I feel like this one is definitely going to be 
Oh, it's, um, I don't want to like right off the bat say a lot more fun, but honestly, it just looks more fun than even the first jumpstart. Because I remember like opening packs of the first jumpstart and still feeling like, for example, there was uh, the white archetype was absolute garbage. Like yeah. to play against other players, the white archetype wasn't absolutely terrible. If you got two packs of the white archetype, you basically had a game loss on you. Um, and also, the Wait. cards that that were in it were just. Just for, 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 for game, game loss for the opponent or for you? For you, if you got two of the white ones. Because like, I got two, I got double white uh, when we played, and I beat everyone who played against me because I was just so low. I was so low to the ground, I could beat you, uh, and because all my creatures were like pumped, pumped each other and gave each other evasion because of plus one counters. I just, I just beat you in the air with with a plus one counter deck. I'm, I'm almost sure that there was like a good white pack and a, and, a, and a bad white pack, and I'm pretty sure that most people got the bad one actually. Like no joke, because each one there was like two. There's like either two or three variants of each of the colors in the original. Yes, that's true. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of the white versions. Like I, yeah. I my my box was crap. And I even, was like even like to the blue them. one. Like even in the blue ones, like there was one that had a realistic study in it. And exactly. There was one that had like absolute absolute trash, and I got two of the trash ones. I was hoping for a realistic study and never pulled one. Yep. So yeah. <laughs> I remember. I only pulled a realistic study out of Jumpstart because I bought a sink like. Bought two boosters of Jumpstart when I walked into uh, not ISD Gaming, the other one, the one that's uh, in the mall. I always forget the name. Toys Alley. Yeah. Like yeah. I walked into Toys Alley, got a pair of boosters, and boom! I popped out a Rhystic Study. That's the only, like, only reason, like, only way I did it because I bought a box of Jumpstart mm -hmm. and did not get a single one of yeah, like the trash. chase like rares. Yeah, me neither. Got nothing. The whole garbage. It was fun, yeah. but it was whole garbage. I remember <laughs> I, I bought like. They they were really cheap in Walmart. They were like for four bucks each. I'm like, I'm gonna buy like five of them. Or I think I bought six. Mm. From the six, four of them were the same one, <laughs> the same archetype. Yeah, I was like, that would happen a lot. okay, yep, that sucks. Uh, and then my wife, when I when I got home, my wife was like, "How you did? Do you pull good cards?" I'm like. I'm not gonna talk about it. Yeah, in general, this this jumpstart just looks just actually just looks like a lot more fun. And like what I mentioned, like having like a lot of different card types in every pack, I think really just gives, uh, especially new players, because I really like the concept of using jumpstart to teach uh, new players mm -hmm. how to play Magic. Um, and I think it's really cool for new players to get the chance to see like basically all the card types in a game in a short game of Magic. So definitely a, a better product than past iterations of it. I'm just worried about like what I mentioned, like the product being like oversaturated um, and people just kind of like this, this product just kind of going like, you know, um, what's that word? I'm, I'm thinking about it in Spanish, like, like it's kind of, kind of gets ignored. It's going to go by the wayside. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. When I think it's essentially a really fun product to, to like play with. And I don't know, it kind of like gives jumpstart in somewhere in my head just kind of gave me some kind of hope to bring some variant of draft back into the local game store i don't know i, th I feel like if the jumpstart product is good enough could there's a possibility that that could come back at least if not in the form of actual draft in the form of jumpstart which i think would be fantastic it'd be great incentive to get players to play like a game of like magic and, and friday night magic like if it's not like actual stand uh, sealed draft or whatever just mm -hmm. crack two boosters but the problem is that that was the original concept to have like an alternative to like 
the many various formats that we already have. But would, would LGSs even buy Jumpstart at this point? I feel like they're not even buying those things. No, yeah. I, I agree. I think nobody's buying these. Mm-mm. Although, I don't know. I don't know. Like these, these like Jumpstart, this Jumpstart set just doesn't seem as terrible as the past one. So there's a possibility that it could just like pick up. But it's, you know, I don't have like, I have hope for it. I don't have like expectations, however. <laughs> It'll oh, depend. Yeah. yeah. I can't it it's depends. been so much so much product this year specifically. Maybe a lot of magic players are literally just so oh burned. God, yes. So burned out burn, that they're like jumpstart. Ah, I don't care about jumpstart. I'm gonna buy what's even what's even next? Is that the last thing this year? Like genuinely, right? It's, I think it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be like the last thing, right? Wait, aren't the commander decks coming out? True. Oh, there's another... the starter decks, yeah. The... I feel like people oh, would even buy that over, over the... Yeah, even... It's, it's commander starter decks, yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. people will buy that over... Is, it, is, there, is there supposed to be any difference between commander starters and commander, like... Uh, yes. There's a few uh, differences, yeah. There's a few differences, and budget is one of them. Mm-hmm. I think the most expensive one in total with cards individually is going for around $37 with individual cards. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming they're going to sell the product for like 25 yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. It'll be like a like a cheaper, like a very entry level commander deck, mm-hmm. but it's still kind of strong. But it's like a, I feel it's model color. It's, well, it's no, no, I feel like it's it's well built. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. cheap, but it's well built. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel That's like people good, will probably you know, buy that before that buying Jumpstart. Like but the problem is, people don't buy those Jumpstart 2022. Then what happens? Those cards are gonna like if there's any good ones, they're gonna skyrocket into oblivion. Oh yeah. yeah. It's like the 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 blue card the the guy that mills cards. That card is still yeah, expensive. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Oh, I, I need one for 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 the. Wait, he's not commander. that expensive. How expensive is he? He can't be that. Expensive. Well, last time I checked, when I wanted to over fourteen, yeah. Oh. He was thirty dollars for a long time. I'm not he, sure. Yeah, I bought him cheap. I have him because I I bought him real cheap, like five bucks or something. I, I remember not being you know. I think I bought him on the downturn when they released more Jumpstart because the initial wave was very like limited because uh, of pandemic. He's twenty five dollars. Oh, I did not pay twenty five bucks. That's for sure. I know I paid like five or ten bucks for that. I'm very certain because I was oh, yeah, like, oh. But, but- also, the time back, that I, I was looking for him, he was he was pretty expensive. Yeah, because of the first wave, the first wave yeah. was very limited, so people got it, and they were very strong cards too. Like we, we the, the Allosaurus was also super oh, expensive sorry, until recently. It's, it's still kind of well, it's, it's still thirty. Like 30 bucks. Yeah, but it, at one point it was like eighty or ninety because it was it's used true. Legacy too. So thankfully it's it got true. reprinted very quickly. But the problem is, is that so if no one buys Jumpstart and some of those cards are very good in Commander, which some of them will be, some of them are mm-hmm. actual like legit commanders in the future, oh, yeah. uh, it's gonna become a problem because they're gonna get very expensive because no one bought the product. Oh yeah, yes, yes, yes. I just got bad news. Um, oh. Carlos has not gotten it yet. He says that it's yeah. might it might arrive Friday or Saturday. Okay, said, let's we'll see. Yet. He said yes. Yet. There might there might yet. be a chance. There might be a chance. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. We get a box opening. Let's see. We get a little box opening. Cool. Yes. Let's hope we do. Okay, guys. So one of the things that we like to do here in the cardboard cave is that when spoiler season is on its full or when the full spoilers come in, we sit down and we talk about. Um, the five cards that we like of the set. 
So each one of us chooses five cards. We explain the reasons why we like these five cards. And then um, we hope to get them, like that we can use them in the future, right? So we're gonna start um, off the board. Uh, obviously, uh, the order is mixed. I did not choose the order, but the first person to be on the hot chair is Chris. <laughs> Oh, nice. Look at that nice little graphic. Look at that shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're leveling up. Moving up. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So so first card on the list was uh, Zass, uh Skittering Swarmlord. Um, I enjoy this because I really, I, I had like, had this idea of trying to build a commander around Grist at some point. Uh, but I don't know. I just, I just didn't particularly, even, even though I like the fact that Gris kind of bypasses the fact that it's a planeswalker by saying like, you know, whenever it's not on the battlefield, it's an insect. It's really cool. Um, I don't know. I feel like I, I wanted something in the command zone that really just like spoke to me. Just said like, yes, I am cool insect, insect lord. And with Zask, I feel like I finally got it. It's at a matter cost of five, which I don't particularly enjoy. I, as, as like a probably mentioned before i prefer to keep my commanders under like you know four mana costs or under but it's still a really cool like you know five five insect uh that lets you play lands and insect spells from your graveyard and it also mills you so it gives you card advantage so whenever uh an insect you control dies uh you put it on the bottom of its owner's library so it doesn't go to your graveyard and you mill two cards um I recently started playing with like the Warhammer Commander, so the concept of getting card advantage from your like from your graveyard by like milling cards from the top of your library recently has been like something that I've that I've grown like more like interested in without taking it to the extent of say um oh what's what's Mr. Froggy's name? Um The Gidrog Monster. Exactly. Not without taking it to the extent of Gitrog, but still have feel like I have like good card advantage. I think Zask is pretty cool for that. And then on top of that, he has his uh, his mana ability. Oh, you're actually blocking, but you can't read it now, John. How dare you? <laughs> so he has like his mana, mana ability, and it gives insects plus one plus zero and death to uh, actually target insect uh, get plus one plus zero and death until the end of the turn, which is always super super huge thing give me give your stuff that that's right um tragic slip this one i did because of the art and the flavor text it's it, it, it was automatically very reminiscent of the umbrella the famed umbrella scene i shouldn't even have to say where it's from but to those who might not know check out another it's a really, really fun anime if you're like into like weird like horror tropes and stuff um it's really it, it was reminiscent of that when i when i initially saw it uh, and the cool part about it is uh, I like the flavor text that says uh, she never guessed that her last word is, would be oops, like oops. Um, Mizzix, Replica Rider, this is also another, another new card we're getting in the set. Um, it's a legendary creature, Goblin Wizard. Of course, I always have to go back to, to, to you know, go back to Goblin. I don't go back to Monkey, I go back to Goblin every single time. Um, it's a 4-5 flyer because, of course, the Goblin is riding a dragon, like, replica dragon mech if you want to call it that and then whenever you cast a spell from anywhere other other than your hand you may pay one and either a blue or red so it's like we're, we're getting like the uh, the mixed mana symbols uh, back in the jumpstart set um if you do copy that spell you may choose new targets for the copy and if the copy is a permanent spell it gains haste and at the beginning of your of your end step sacrifice this permanent reason why i chose this i mean it copies things for starters I, as you all know, I am a big fan of extra turn spells. The prospect of not just being able to copy my extra turn spells, but being able to copy like 
any permanents that do, I don't know, just something absolutely ridiculous on the battlefield. Um, this is just great. It allows me to do both things, which I'm, I'm a really big fan of, like, being able to do just everything in a deck, which, which always tends to be, like, a weakness in my deck building a lot of times. And I feel like Mizzix actually, in this case, allows me to kind of do everything. So who knows? Let's see. Let's see how that goes. Uh, I had a lot of rhetoric with its cool new anime art. Uh, it's the stacks pieces are freaking great. Each player can't cast more than one spell each turn. There's not a lot, a lot to say about it. It just has great art, and it's a card that I that I enjoy. It's just an annoying, really annoying stacks piece. Um, Landra the Sky Dreamer, another new card, a, another potential commander. It is some. It's in a weird spot in between being a worst Talrand, but also just kind of. I don't know, just just like a version of Talrand that has the potential of actually finishing off the board. Um, because it says whenever you draw your second spell each turn, whenever you draw your second card each turn, sorry. Um, in contrast to Talrand's, you know, whenever you cast uh, Instant or Sorcery, you know, it's worse in that regard, right? Whenever you draw your second card each turn, you create a 2-2 blue Drake creature token fly. And then whenever you draw your fifth card each turn, um, you have like Alandra, the Sky Dreamer, and Drakes you control get plus X plus X until the end of the turn, where X is the number of cards in your hand. So that's potentially looking at something like, you know, casting a, a bunch of cantrip spells, casting a wheel, maybe copying some spells to get like some more, you know, be able to get more draws off of it. And then maybe like going into a wheel so you can have a bunch of cards in, uh, cards in your hand and have some really big drakes. The problem is that it takes some time to build up and drake isn't exactly a tribe in Commander that I'm like aware of. So, you know, just, just something to like, I guess, consider uh, when trying to build around someone like Alandra. But I, at the end of the day, I think it's a really interesting Commander. It's definitely not like a CDH Commander, but it's definitely fun. <laughs> I, love, I love your list because uh, there's two cards here that I even notice when I check the cards. I didn't even notice there was a new Mizzix at all. Like, genuinely did not see a new Mizzix at all. It was very often Mizzix. And the Alandra, I didn't even see her either. I think she's more fitting in the 99 with Talran. I'll be honest, because she's strong, but you're purposely building her if you want to build a worse Tarlan, with like a fair Tarlan in any case. If you want to build like a fair Tarlan, you go with her. But if you want to like pop up your actual deck, you just put her in the 99, and then she can just be a finisher. Just yeah. insane, insane. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, when I saw Chris's top five, I was like, I, I know these two cards are because of the art. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, by the way, the tragic slip is very interesting because I would say like that flavor text, and there's a couple of cards in the, the anime one specifically, the flavor text is almost very reminiscent of uncards. Yes, it's, it's kind of like, insane. A, there, like, like in a goofy line. You know? Yeah, there was a monkey one where he was like, uh, walking up a skyscraper and there was some someone who say oh don't worry like we'll be okay he's like next to like a banana factory or something yeah, like, like a, a banana he's, he's next to a banana processing yeah plant. <laughs> i was like what the hell is this like, no, like nobody panic we're safe here he's next to a banana yeah. processing plant. It's like okay that's out of nowhere but i, I freaking love it honestly that's great yeah I was going to say something but i totally forgot what was it like i had it right there when chris was talking i'm like i should say this now before i forget I forgot. forgot. <laughs> you'll, you'll remember in a minute. You'll oh, yeah. Yes. So the next person to be on the hot table of Jumpstart 2022 top five, it's, it's not Jason David it's Frank. It's Jason David Frank, yes. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's not Jason David Frank. Okay, so um, these are my top five cards. Uh, usually, I like to pick rares. Um, very, very in this set, I got to pick a, an uncommon and a common uh, due to because I I like mana rocks. Is one of the things that I like to add in commanders plus mana rocks that do something additional to just providing mana. So I'm gonna go ahead and talk about the first card. Uh, the first card is uh, Balan Wandering Knight. is a two drop. Uh, is a two and two white um, legendary creature cat knight. Uh, she has first strike, and then um, she's a three three. And as well, she says she has an ability that says that um, Balan Wandering Knight has double strike as long as two or more equipment cards are attached to it. And then she has a mana ability that says uh, for one white and one and one colorless attach all equipment you control to Balan. I love um, one of the commander decks that I did like literally with whatever I had on on the t on a box or whatnot was um, Light Paws. And it, Light Paws is really fun to play and he can get a little bit crazy as well. Uh, Balan, I like it because it's like like pause a little bit much more different because obviously you have to pay mana to attach everything you still have to play the equipment but letting it be that you can that it's that you can make this command make her your commander make make a mono white commander and all of your equipments and most of the artifact reducers are um colorless or well they are colorless it's really it, for me. I think there's a good um, build for for her, so that's why I added her on the list just to make another mono white um, artifacts uh, equipment deck. The other card, equipping Elmo the host for two mana sounds like. Good. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. That's and a good what, reprints. Cool. Well, what's this other card? A blade, but uh, uh, the black blade reforged. The reforged. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. You know. It, Poof, therefore, for two mana, attach everything. Oh, God. And have all the swords. All of them. Like, just have all the swords and go crazy. Um, next card is Infernal Idol. It's a three, art, three mana artifact that provides the taps for, for black and has um, one and two. You sacrifice Infernal Idol and you draw two cards and lose two life. So, it's... It, the second effect is what brought me into the card because I know that there's a lot of um, sorceries in black that do this same effect or I think there's a couple of them that are instants but I like the fact that you choose either to keep it or to do the effect to draw sacrifices and draw and it's a very uh, it's an artifact that you can you know choose choose when to be able to pop off because probably you're out of gas and you just tap three mana and go ahead draw two cards and loop even though you lose two life but you just lose a mana rock and you can probably gain back the game so i just like it because you know it's a mana rock as well it has a secondary effect and and it's and it's in the good uh i would say the good mana rock price uh cost range um it only gives you one mana, sadly, but having that secondary effect, it's interesting. This one, though, is really, 
caught my eye because one is it's an uncommon two it has flash three it costs four mana so it's not that expensive if you're in an artifact deck that can be less and then it's effect so it says um as instrument of war enters the battlefield choose a creature type then it says creatures of your of the chosen type get plus one plus one not only that if you run a tribal deck this is an amazing card because it's another card that you can add on your 99 that buffs your creatures you know this can go basically uh, i wouldn't say everywhere but it's a good card to substitute probably a card that is expensive that buffs buffs your tribal uh deck so that's why i chose it but especially the fact that it has flash it's like oh at the end of your turn i play this i play instruments of war so you know it's a very very interesting card now this one this is the I, this was the first card that was spoiled on jumpstart the kibo Tavi prince is two and green legendary creature monkey noble so it taps um it says each creature a colorless artifact um each player my bad creates a colorless artifact token named banana hmm. and then uh it has the banana has tap sacrifice this artifact at red or or green and you gain two life but as well has two more effects that says whenever an artifact an opponent control is put into the graveyard from the battlefield, put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control that's ape or monkey. Then it has whenever Kibo attacks, defending player sacrifices an artifact. And it's a 2-2. Two -two. I like the card more... Um, more because it's fun and it's a well-round card that you can literally make everybody suffer or or not only suffer but you know it, it's great to have more tribal cards out there because it makes commander more interesting because just imagine you on your playgroup and they're like hey i'm gonna be playing a monkey deck you know we we're used to get playing Seeing decks that are squirrels or bears or dragons. Dragons. Exactly. So how about we have now one that are apes and monkeys? So love it. And then the the next card that um I have here, let me see if I can zoom in a little bit more, is um Merit Lage Slumbers, one blue, one blue and one colorless, legendary snor snow enchantment. Whenever um, Merit Slumber or another snow permanent enters the battlefield under your control, scry one. At the beginning of your upkeep, you, if you control 10 or more snow permanents, sacrifice um, Merit. If you do, create Merit Lage um, a legendary 2020 black avatar creature token with flying and indestructible. We've seen this before already. There's an actual land that's, I think it's called the Dark Deaths, that basically does the same thing. 
but every I think you have to cast cards if I'm not mistaken. Mm, you have to remove counters. Remove counters, right? Yeah. So you have to remove counters. This one is the other way around. You have to uh, reach a certain amount of permanence. And it's interesting because the thing is that uh, a lot of people um, have mentioned that they want to do more snow permanent commanders. So having this opens doors for for more fun uh, commanders out there. And I liked it because as well, I do have a Yorn that it's been in the binder for a couple of years. <laughs> So probably I might, you know, just sit down and create a Yorn commander with Interesting no you permanent. chose uh, Merit Lady Slumber, not the actual, like, the Yeti. I, I chose that one, so... No, exactly. <laughs> oh, man, so, that sick. Yeah, it is so sick. Those, are, those are my top five. Um, John, so I wanted to point out I sent, uh -huh. I sent a link on the private chats. You should yes. click on this and you should put it here because I have a, I have a little gripe with that monkey. Because it shows it, it shows Watsy's lack of creativity, sir. Because that is a Hearthstone card. <laughs> that is a literal Hearthstone card. What? He gives two bananas. Scroll down. Look at what the banana does. So the banana oh is a card that you give to the opponent, and look what it does. So if you scroll down a little bit further, keep scrolling down, keep scrolling down. They're going to show you the the version Give that is. Uh, there you go. Plus one, plus one. What does that monkey do when you crack that little banana? You give a plus one plus one to a creature. So wow. they basically took the same kind of concept from a very old school, because this is like old school, like beta Hearthstone. It's like an old freaking card. And it's even three costed too. So it's like they, they thought of like, hey, they copied mm. this card hard. <laughs> is it a nod or is it a copy? <laughs> it's a copy, sir. They have, they're creatively bankrupt. And this proves it. They want to be, they desperately want to be Hearthstone, Spice, so. Spicy takes. Yeah, yeah so they definitely want to be Spicy takes, oh God. <laughs> spicy, spicy takes with an angle. Spicy that being said, takes. it's a cool card. I like it a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, like that, just just sitting down, and there's a lot of cards that I actually did like from this from this Jumpstart set. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the ones that caught my eye was Balan because, you know, having, having so many commanders that you can do monocolored and just, you know, do so many different routes, mm -hmm. especially with her that you can just do full artifacts and she being the only creature in the in the deck or or yeah, the only creature that you're going to cast. But obviously you're not because you need, you know, obviously the uh, artifact cost of reducers because there are a lot of like um, artifacts that are very, very expensive and thinking about it. You guys know that there is this one cost uh, artifact that gives 10-10 for two mana. Yeah. She can be a 13-13 double strike. You just put it on there. Exactly. You could put us like a Strom deck and then just put like everything be Cheerios costed. So zero cost or one mm -hmm. mana. And then just be casting draw, cast draw, cast draw, and just stick everything in there. Yeah. And have an, uh, like, have an art artifact or enchantment that boosts by the amount of equipment you have and just... Yeah, that's all, all, all that's glitter. Mm -hmm. Exactly. All that's glitter. Okay, mm -hmm. next person to be in the hot seat is oh, JP. Ooh, my nice. man. So, one of my favorite cards of all time, and a card I use in so many black decks, Reassembling Skeleton is getting a reprint. 
that art though. And the flavor text. The flavor text is, is, is also very much on theme because I love Gold Color Giza. This is, I can't bear to, to watch these things put themselves back together, Geralt. They remind me of the time you try to cut your own hair. A tragic abomination. <laughs> Love it. It's great. So it's just a really good black card. It just keeps on coming back over and over and over again. Kiki Jiki is getting a a reprint. A reprint. Yeah. One of the reasons I also like is because of this art. Yeah. When you look at the the because he's the mirror breaker. When you look at the mirrors, you could see a little cat. Yep. A little hint at what he combos with, because he combos Combo with, with, like Fel- with uh, Felidar Guardian, and Felidar Guardian is a cat beast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this card, Ore- Orengo had it on, in his list, but I just could couldn't not put it. Yeah. Which is Preston the Banisher. Uh, he reads. Uh, he's three in a white, legendary creature, rabbit wizard. Of course, this is the first actual uh, uh, new card. Whenever another non-token creature enters the battlefield under your control, if it wasn't cast, create a token that's a copy of that creature, except is a 0-1 white illusion. Then he has the ability, one and a white, sacrifice five illusions, exile target non-land permanent. And he is a 2-5. This is really good. Mm-hmm. And the reason he can be very good is because uh, you uh, you play a lot of uh, like white has a surprising amount of reanimation as older cards used to reanimate more often, and that's a, a part of identity of uh, white that it's getting back more and more. And uh, flicker and blink have always been part of uh, white. So when you exile a creature and it comes back, it enters the battlefield and it wasn't cast. So you do create a copy of that. And uh, there's loops you can do with two creatures. You have a charming prince and a a charming prince and a and, and a and a flicker wisp. You exile the flicker like the flicker wisp with the charming prince. When the flicker wisp enters, you're gonna exile the charming prince. And then the copy can, uh, or the copy can target the charming prince and the original. No, the copy targets the uh, the flicker was and the original targets the charming prince. And then you start creating a loop because every single time you start creating even more and more cr- uh, creatures. Uh, and you I just go off with Felidar. Uh, yes. So Felidar Guardian makes go, makes you go infinite. The thing being, the, the detail being, is that you need to make Felidar Guardian enter the battlefield and it wasn't cast in order to start the combo. Because yeah. Felidar Guardian, the, the copy will target, like, if you um, if you manage to, um, to enter it without be, it being cast, the copy will target the original and the original can target a land. Uh, they flicker and now you make another one and keep on going. Every single time you start floating a mana, it's infinite mana infinite creatures and because you have infinite creatures and they're all zero ones it's infinite removal so you can exile everyone's uh, non-land permanents wow it's everyone's non-land permanents yeah, oh yeah you have the infinite mana too that's insane mm-hmm. yeah if you have any creature that draws you a card because wall of omens is a creature that draws you a card and mm-hmm. it is white uh, probably something you want to be doing uh, playing here anyways because it's a good flicker target 
Uh, there's another creature that gains you a life and uh, gains you a life and draws you a card. Uh, Rumor Gatherer, which is uh, from Nuka Pena. He, uh, if it's like the second creature you play this turn, uh, you make a it's like you scry one and then draw a card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when it's the first, you still you just scry one. It's he, he is very very interesting. Yeah. Uh, next card is Magnamius. Magnanimous Magistrate. Five and a white. Creature, human advisor, three, four. Magnanimous Magistrate enters the battlefield with five reprieve counters on it. Whenever another non-token creature you control dies, if, if its mana value was one or greater, you may remove that many reprieve counters from Magnanimous Magistrate if you do, return that creature to the battlefield under, under its owner's control. Mono-wide, this is just mono-wide reanimation, and I'm all for it. Yeah, and it's it's also a great target for, like, Preston, essentially, too. Yes. Yeah. Bringing, bringing back the Magistrate, making a copy of it, having it entered, mm-hmm. like, with the counters, then, you know, having a sack outlet with this would be freaking phenomenal. Yeah. And the last card is actually one I'm actually very... Excited to see play. I don't think I'll I'll build it, but I'm very much excited to see play. So, Agra's Cos Eternal Soldier. Three no white for a legendary creature spirit soldier. He is a 3-4 Vigilance. When Argus Cos Eternal Soldier becomes the target of an ability, that target only that targets only it, a one and a hybrid more white. If you do copy that ability for each other creature you control that ability could target each copy targets a different one of those creatures now this this doesn't seem that like wow because it's only it's only when you target it with an ability and other other commanders that are to whenever you target it with a spell the risk become interesting is because of two cards that have been printed recently Jax is the troublemaker. Red is her to create a, 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 a target creature. And that creature, uh, you have to sacrifice it at the end of the combat and then draw a card. So if you target Argus or Agris Coast and then pay two more mana, you basically can create a copy of each creature on the battlefield under your control. And end them. You sacrifice them all, and then draw a card for each one. That's a lot of cards. That's a good amount of card. card. Then there's the other one, which is I had to look him up because I forget his name. His name is Duke Older Ravenguard. So this is a card from Baldur's Gate. Four red and a white for a five-five, and it says at the beginning of combat on your turn. Another target creature you control gains haste and myriad until end of turn. So you target you target Art Agris, Art uh, Agris. You pay one and a white, and then just target everything. And everything gains myriad and haste. You can attack one person, and then you're just attacking everyone with the same amount of creatures, which is insane. Hey, I'm sure there's more like interesting stuff you can do with him, but uh, that's what like uh, one of my friends and what I've uh, checked up, and 
he can be very very good for boros colors that's really interesting so last person Sorry, on the hot on. seat oh yeah let's go uh orengo you were talking i couldn't hear you oh no basically uh your commander is the last one that you mentioned is really solid because of the same thing you just said the boros thing like i'm pretty mm -hmm. sure if people wouldn't use them as a sort of interesting take on sort of spell slingy feather type of commander they would just stick it in a, in a feather type of deck so it could be kind of, yeah he only uses abilities which is why it's yeah exactly it's like a it's like a uh, how you say this it, it plays like a feather deck but it's very different in that regard yes yeah it's like a different take which i like because again variety is always cool in commander the thing is we, you know we get to so much but you know like i like it i like I, that's why i said from the beginning like i like these new commander s types that have come out from this specific jumpstart 2022 because of the the sheer amount of variety that they have especially the white ones are very strong too and i yes. have one of those too that i want to highlight so these are my five i am starting with planner atlas it is a two colorless it's an artifact it is basically a mana rock but it enters tapped and you can tap it for uh colorless but it also has something else so it says when planner atlas enters the battlefield you may look at the top four cards of your library if you do Reveal up to one land card, land card, not like basic, land card from among them. Put that card at the top of your library and then the rest at the bottom in the random order. So, you know, we always get so many different three costed mana rocks. And although this one isn't perfect, it's it, a two mana though. It's a two mana though. So it's already, it's already better than the rest. And you get to pluck a land from, from the top four and put it on top of your deck to kind of like you know set up your next draw spell or if you have a draw spell you can just get it right on the spot i think it's pretty strong in specific types of decks like it won't fit like on every deck but if you don't have talismans if you don't have signets or if you don't need signets because you're maybe you may be monocolored who knows actually in a mono white deck this is this would be excellent exactly i feel like yeah i agree i agree because it's too, it, it's it's a it's a two a two two costed it's a mana rock which is already better than the rest um and it really sets you up for the next draw and if, if at worst if the if you whiff on the top four then that's good because you eliminate four cards it probably weren't that good anyways so i think it's a pretty interesting mana rock i mean i know some people have been talking about it so i just wanted to highlight it because it was very interesting so the next one i have is called lita mechanical engineer She's a two colorless and a white for a legendary artifact creature, Artificer, and she is a 3-3. She has Vigilance. At the beginning of your up, of your end step, untap each other artifact creature you control. You can pay three and a white, and you can tap it to create a 5-5 five, five colorless vehicle artifact token named Zeppelin with Fi and Crew 3. Um, I think it's very strong. Generally, I don't like love artifact creature synergies and stuff like that. But I like that strictly as a white, a potential white commander, she brings a very interesting play style to otherwise a color that wouldn't be beneficial to like white art, like uh, artifact creatures in general. Because generally you're looking at uh, hate bear stuff or like reanimations uh, cards or the ones that we're going to talk about soon, like Preston. This one gives you something interesting, which is artifact creatures in a white deck with the possibility of creating a bunch of vehicles and maybe have like a vehicle synergy going with it. Maybe have like a pilot synergy going with it, which can be possible given the 
the recent cards released in um oh god what was the uh um the, the the ninja set i forgot the ninja set kamigawa. kamigawa thank you kamigawa had a bunch of vehicles the most recent one had a bunch of vehicles and stuff like that especially in white so it could be it could bring some potential for for you to be able to craft uh, a type of artifact deck with it i think it's very interesting um uh, white usually has a lot of strategies in terms of creating multiple tokens with annoyed procession and stuff like that so having the the possibility of creating a bunch of artifact vehicles and doing shenanigans with them is kind of interesting um the next one is called Kinesos priest of fasa and i like me some fasa so let's read this one he's a colorless and a blue for a one three legendary creature merfolk cleric so he has two things so the first one is a static ability if you if you would scry a number of cards scry that many cards plus one instead and then the second ability you play you pay three colorless and you you play spell mana either green or blue look at the top card of your library if it's a cracking leviathan octopus or serpent creature card you may put that card onto the battlefield and if you don't put that card into the battlefield you may put that card on the bottom of your library so basically this is like the best uh, uh, commander for a Simic, Tribe, Kraken, Leviathan, Octopus, or Serpentine, Serpent deck, because yeah. for four mana, uh, you get to, like, it's like a Thrasios. For but four like, mana, you put a huge creature on the battle. Yeah, so it's like a Thrasios but more Timmy-like, because instead of just winning with combos, you just, like, uh, summon an 8-8 for no reason you know out of the top of your deck and the good thing is that it has that scry thing at the beginning so you can just make a type of like simic deck where you scry a lot or you have cards that just naturally scry on upkeep or on the end phase or whatever and you can set up your next upkeep or end step or whatever because this is not limited to like a sorcery uh, speed type of thing you can do it whenever the hell you want so you can use it as a surprise attack as a surprise block you can use it for whatever you want for 4 mana you get to like you're going to get your value out of this from because most of the Kraken, Leviathan, Octopus, or Serpent cards are cost more than four mana. So you're just going to be like, if you have infinite mana, you have a bunch of mana, which Simic usually has, you're going to be able to like pump out a lot of mana, sink it into this creature, and start summoning a bunch of like gigantic Timmy creatures so you can punch people in the face with them, which is great because I know that Wizards has been teasing this idea of having... Uh, a type of uh, commander or or, uh, or a very centric tribe deck with these archetypes, and I think they finally cracked the code with this card. Um, it's a card that I would generally, I think I would actually just do for fun because I'm pretty sure I, and I'm pretty sure most people do, they probably have uncommon or like rare janky Kraken, Leviathan, Octopus, or Serpents lying around, and you could probably just make a deck like a like a nonchalant deck with these with, with this as a commander sure. other with some, one with something that could feel like compartment crossroads you can straight up just win the game so exactly so no yeah of course it has the potentials to win very quickly too um yeah i love the card i mean i think i want to i kind of i kind of want to make it because i'm pretty sure i just have enough to just make a janky version of this just for fun because yeah. you could be like oh i'm just gonna roll the roll the dice oh look <laughs> oh look infinite mana Exactly. Oh, oh well, okay, for the mana. Oops, just, oops, all Krakens. Oops, all Krakens. Exactly. <laughs> Whoopsie. Um, so the other one is the one that we were kind of discussing, the idea of having, like, essentially a, a snow commander, which is something that I wanted for a while, and we actually kind of had back with in... Jorn, yeah. With Jorn, yeah. exactly. 
So this was All like bang. an extension of that, but I think I feel like this one's even stronger. So let's go Izu the Abom Abominable. It's different. Ah, but come on. Jorn plays. Jorn plays. Uh, nobody plays Jorn because Jorn is uh, like a lot of people just play him stacks. Yeah, I that's know. like what, that would be the best way to play him, and yeah. you know people don't they don't want to play against stacks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, on casual tables, but this can be played on casual tables, and this is fine. You can. I feel like you can even play it like in some like stronger, like maybe level seven or eight, and it could it could hold its own. I think because there's enough snow cards to kind of justify oh, no. distance. Isu the Abominable is great. Yeah. Yeah. So Isu the Abominable is a three colorless and, and two blue for a legendary snow creature Yeti. It's a five five. You may look at the top card of your library anytime. It's already strong. You may place snow lands and cast snow spells from top of your library. Super strong. Whenever another snow permanent enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay a green, a white, or a blue. And if you do, put a 1-1 counter on Isu the Abominable. So it is snow permanent. So it can be a land. You just play the land, pump and then tap it. it, bump it. And it's already a 5-5. Five five. So if you just boost it twice, you can have a 7-7 seven seven on board. That you can smack someone for three times and eliminate them on the table. So it has like a built-in janky kind of win, like it's Voltron-y, but it, not really. A creature gets big enough, it'll smack you in the mouth hard. Exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. It, it's good because if you have a lot of snow cards, you can just stick them all here. He has three colors built in because of its identity. So you can have a really strong band, um, snow matters type of deck. And it's it seems kind of fun, you know. You you already have a, a couple of sets that have a lot of snow stuff, snow permanents, especially the last one we saw. So we you, it's potential like a potentially very strong commander. Not gonna be like a CDH type of thing. It's not gonna be like sacks, but it can be very strong, I think. And the last one, well, I'm not gonna talk much into it because you know JP already covered basically the good the good the amazing aspects of it. But Preston the Vanisher, I feel like it's very cool and also another type of different tactic for white commanders and i like this because watsi's finally kind of figuring out like okay we're not gonna make them like the same as other colors we're gonna try to play what what the flavor entails and preston is a good example of that because like jp said they, they have been bringing white reanimation stuff as of late and blinking was always a thing so you add those two mechanics together into a commander it can benefit off of both of those ideas and then you have something like preston which I think could be something that in the future we might see pop up in like um, EDH Rec as a potentially really strong white commander. So yeah, those are my five cards. Those are the five Solid. cards. Solid picks, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say that you know it's really it's really interesting that normally when we when we choose the five cards normally in previous sets they're all rares <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and this one we had a little bit of there a little bit of that so it's really cool really awesome if you guys want to uh if you're a listener or a viewer you can get to see this on our youtube channel um tomorrow because this is live on all of our platforms let's go ahead and talk about the final step uh, i was gonna say the final step the final topic of tonight um Something odd happened a couple of week, a couple of days ago. Well, it was last week, and it's all in regards to the big, the persons and the people behind Wizard of the Coast. Because Wizard of the Coast, um, years back, it was not a 
a it was no longer a single company we, we all know that wizard of the coast got bought by hasbro and um since then a lot of things happened since the since the acquisition let's start with no msrp um so that means that your local game store and your distributors can put whatever price tag they want on the product from there quality quality of every product was uh, amazing was, right that's amazing there's been a there decline was, there was already a bar that was pretty close to the floor and has exactly. so every set more things would happen more the product was horrible people were getting copies of the same cards and especially on expensive products like double masters people would be very mad because on one specific slot that you would have gotten different cards they were getting the same card um even even here uh we've shown you guys that in one of the unboxings uh i think it was for streets of new capenna we had two boxes that had the same cards from the list same exact cards yeah. so is really uh quality has been horrible quality and what happened doing their job exactly somebody has not been doing their job and lastly not only that but this year besides the fact that we've been that wizard of the coast has been um considered or called a billion dollar company it's not because um not because like they made it happen is because hasbro went ahead and this year gave us plus 40 more than 47 products that's not including secret layer so it's been product yeah, after product like an odd like 50 or 40 secret layers as well exactly at least one secret layer per product and then this is what happens they mentioned that there is a bit they are a billion dollar company but their stocks started going down but like real down their stocks have been going down since early this year yeah and 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 last year actually because i've been talking about like i was i had mentioned this uh before and we we had we have talked about this like just Uh, personally one of the first discussions that we had like at the beginning of this year actually when we were when we yeah. were like just kind of talking about like what we expected to happen like with Wizards of the Coast like throughout the year like econo- like economics wise I, I do believe like you mentioned that specifically. Mm-hmm. So so all of this kind of just uh, bu- uh, j- uh, jumps up and just kind of uh, is uh, has mounted up. So basically, there's two major articles on two different sites about how hasbro stock has declined uh the one of the major ones is one of the things that i i had talked about uh at least between us i can't remember if i mentioned it in the podcast is if the people in hasbro has uh, have been like what well, you know their stocks they haven't been buying their own stock that's how you know that things have been bad when your own company when your own company doesn't buy its own stock uh, so they haven't been buy- buying stock, and uh, it, it has been on a decline. 
all throughout uh, the year and basically half ha, uh, a year and a half around is when the decline started to get noticeable. Uh, noticeable enough that two, comp- two, uh, two, two articles were made up uh, on it, and it's been mentioned uh, a lot more. Uh, a lot in, the, in these articles, they mention how uh, there's too much product, consumer uh, there's consumer burnout, and that they're going through uh, ideas way too fast. They should they need and they need to slow down. Mm-hmm. The sad uh, part is that in the previous this previous week, the you we all know that um, weekly MTG is every Thursday, so. There, they went ahead and people started asking because Wiggly MTG for all our listeners, if you're not like a Magic the Gathering advocate as us, um, Wiggly MTG is live on Twitch and I think it's live in all of their digital platforms. So you can talk on chat or as well make a donation on Twitch and your, and your message will pop out. And people started asking in regards to the mention about the stock and how um, Bank of America is saying that uh, Hasbro yeah. is a company that it's a, it's a I don't risky seller. It, exactly. It's a risky merchant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a risky uh, merchant. Because uh, there are so, so many recalls for secret layers that uh, Bank of America did consider them a risky merchant. And uh, some some purchases uh, uh, when you use the Bank of America would automatically get declined because and mm-hmm. you have to like either confirm it manually or call them to confirm because because it is a risky merchant. No, yeah, and then um, when the statement came out, uh, Weekly MTG went live like any other Thursday, and then people started asking, and the, the statement was very clear, like, well. Yes, we're not gonna stop making all the product that you, that we're throwing it at you. If that product is for you, go ahead and buy it. If it's well, not for you, go jump for to the next one. The the, 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 the truth the truth is they can't do anything about uh, this. At least now they can't do anything now. Mm-hmm. They can do something in twenty twenty four because the for the most part everything is already set in stone for the next year. Oh yeah, they can start doing something on 2024. Maybe it'll be enough, but you know, sad, sadly, yeah. Uh, we as players have been talking about this for the past almost three years, and let's hope they listen to their wallet more than they listen to their players. Yeah. No, so, no, don't don't jinx it like that. <laughs> <laughs> don't hey, jinx hey, it like that. If if they listen to their wallet and 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 the stock keeps the stock keeps going down, <laughs> then uh, then eventually they're going like, oh wait, I'm losing money. Maybe I should actually, you know, do something smart. Let's let's mm-hmm. rephrase that properly. Like we right? know for a fact that Hasbro and Wizards will listen to the wallets more than they're going to listen to their players. We would hope. Yep that they would listen to their players more. However, we all know that 
That's not the case, no. That's not we, the we case. We all know yeah. the reality. We would hope that they listen to their players. But the thing is, if you get to a point where even professionals are telling them, guys, you're messing up, I think eventually yeah. they have to listen because they're going to lose everything. Right. So the problem is that they were aware, and I believe that in Weekly MTG, they addressed these concerns, and basically, Rudy mentioned this, they basically were saying, Como que, um, yeah, we heard you. We're not going to stop the amount of product that we're continuing to pump out the next year. And if you if you, if you you want, and he suggested that the consumer should only um, buy whatever they want to buy, which is a fancy corporate speak of saying, if you don't like it, don't buy it. But exactly. the problem is, if you tell that to your consumer base, eventually they are just going to do that. And when you do, they can't sit around and be like, well, what happened? Why is no one buying our thousand set of Lord of the Rings? I don't get it. Well, yeah, because you told people not to buy it. So, yeah, it's getting to that point where they're not going to be able to, like, I mean, this year was impossible. Like, I couldn't buy everything. I was just buying singles of the stuff that I wanted. That was it. I bought stuff for Brothers War because, as you guys know, I like Urza and I like artifacts and I bought for that. But for everything else, it was just like hell. Like you can't keep up. No, no one mm -hmm. has that much expendable income. No one. Well, I mean, there clearly are people who do. I, I guess that's what Watsi and Hasbro where they are right now. But the majority of the player base doesn't have that much disposable income. And even even Post Malone doesn't buy everything. Okay. Yeah. Post Malone doesn't buy everything. No, and on top of that, like you know, we're currently yeah. going through like you know like. A recession? Like yes. a recession, yeah. Yes. So, the start of one. Yeah, yeah, we are definitely going through that. And so. then, and then, like, you know, this is when you decide to pump out the most product, like, and somehow, you know, the company in in terms of like sales is doing freaking stellar. That's 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 what's freaking incredible. In the um, short term, because that's that's what everyone's telling them. In the short term, you're you are getting those those boosts, but eventually you're gonna like destroy everything while you're doing that, which is the, the concern that no, even yeah. professionals have. So, mm -hmm. one of the things that that Wizard it's of the fun, Coast. It's funny, we're we're not exactly professionals, and we like we we've been talking about how unsustainable this yeah. whole thing is since the beginning. Yeah. Since the beginning, since they even announced the amount yeah. of product that we were gonna get in this year, like. But the thing is that when you when you compare Magic the Gathering with other TCGs, um, let's put in in the table one of the most recent one that people were like, oh yeah, that card game is nobody's gonna play it because it started on the pandemic and whatnot. Let's talk about Flesh uh, Flesh and Blood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they 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 have big tournaments. They have their own um, pro league. And not only in the U.S., they have pro leagues around the world, and they do listen to the players. Like I, um, I saw the recent video that Magic Historian has posted, mm -hmm. yeah. and then he's like, "I went to one of the big events of Flesh and Blood, and when I heard that players sometimes get a phone call from the CEO." Just to know, hey, what is the issue that my card came, my card game has? Like that, I can go ahead and see what I can do to make it better. You know, that is top level worrying about your your consumer, worrying about the players. Mm -hmm. And then Flesh and Blood recently, you know, we're talking about a game that only has, I think, what two years in the market. 
and Flesh and Blood already launched their first uh their first historic set. Mm-hmm. That is the one that is reprinting like the most important cards of the um of the first I think is of their first set. Yeah. Of first two sets, I mean. But it's a card game that worries about it worries about their players. Mm-hmm. And if Wizard of the Coast, one of the things that they should do, you know, this is just me. You're making bank because you divide whatever Wizard of the Coast makes in the in the quarter, that one percent it goes to to Hasbro. You're making bank because of all the product that you're throwing out there, and we all know that people did buy the one K booster booster box. We we all know that people bought it. Well, we don't know yet because it hasn't gone on sale. So that's, well, that's true, right? So we're so we're we're checking. We're, we're going to know in a few days, and the theory is that it it the page is going to say that it's sold out because they don't need to sell that much to make to make a gigantic profit because we're talking about literal cardboard being sold for a thousand dollars. So they're going to make a profit. They could they could sell fifty of those boxes and say, "Oh, we sold out," and then be like, "Oh, okay, you made a we gigantic made a profit. profit." Exactly. Yeah. So. One of the things that Wizard of the Coast can do, and it's it's gonna be a very big blow to the gut if they get to do this because we're talking about a lot of money, is buy themselves out and become again an independent company. Mm-hmm. And that's what probably, probably might save them. Because again, you have Wizard of the Coast as your company, but the heads are Hasbro. So whatever the head Honcho says, it what goes. So if they're asking for a lot of product because we have to make money because kids are not buying toys, but adults and old people and people over 40 are buying cardboard. We need to make sure that they keep on buying cardboard. So that's why that, you know, that, that's how you, you know that they just want to, you know, Hey, keep producing because these people are just buying. They're just going crazy. You know, they're going crazy. And the thing is that your major event on Las Vegas was not even good as as well, because people, there's more cons of the convention than pros of Magic 30 Las Vegas. So I don't know what they're going to be doing, you know, what they're going to do next. So that's 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 my piece of the pie. Uh, I really don't know what's going to happen. Uh, a lot of um, the magic historian, even um, the professor and other content creators have said that there's, you know, they don't give Wizard of the Coast more than three years to to maintain open doors. You know, this continues the way they're going that they don't, you know, we might see the death of Magic the Gathering. And the thing is that obviously we're going to continue playing it because Commander is fun and um, there's still more decks to be built. There's still content to be created. Uh, But the sad part is the way that they're going, it might be their downfall. This is the reason why we'll never be sponsored by Wizard of the Coast. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I feel like at this point, the downfall of Wizards of the Coast has been like, the thing we've all been crying wolf about for like the past like I don't know like five or six years at this point yeah probably more so I don't I don't 
think it, this is this is like you know the absolute downfall of Magic: The Gathering. If, you know, again, because mostly because I don't. I would like to think that Wizards and Hasbro aren't stupid enough to, you know, throw such a huge IP out the window like within the next like five or six years, uh, ten years, debatable. But I would hope not. I guess. The other thing, uh, just just to kind of like you know uh, double back on something real quick, you mentioned you mentioned flesh and blood, and how like oh like people are getting calls from the CEO, and like there's there's like a few there's like a few points I wanna I wanna make on that for like future reference, right? Um, it's it's easy to be close to your player base when your game is young. Um, I don't want to minimize what flesh and blood has done in the community but i but it's just just the way it is it's really easy for you to be like oh the company that listens to their consumer when the company is still small for various reasons whether it's because you don't have a bunch of like executives you know riding your ass all the time um or whether it's because you're just not that greedy yet <laughs> Um, and also keep in mind that the growth of Flesh and Blood, not entirely, because again, I don't want to minimize. It's a, it's a fantastic card game, and I think it's it's done. It's doing a lot of really cool things, and that that feel really unique within like the TCG space. Like when compared to Yu-Gi-Oh and other card and other card games, I think it's really unique and it's really cool. Um, but it's gotten back backing from huge source, you know, Rudy. It's freaking huge, you know. Like this dude, this dude can clearly, basically hold up a whole ass other company on his own, you know. Um, and it's also being backed by by the professor, like two of like biggest content creators in like Magic, Magic Gathering. Um, and they're it's kind of like already taking, como que, you know, like, TCG community. Yes, that's your market, but it's already taking people. Not necessarily taking out right in, in the sense that it's like you know subtracting from, but more like you know bringing people from the Magic community into this new card game. So it's not that it can't be like compared in any way or anything, but you know, um, I think it's still too soon to sit here and just kind of be like, oh yay, like this flesh and blood is like this is doing like this amazing thing. Because I, I don't know, I'm, I'm still just kind of waiting and seeing like you know where, where, where are they really going with all this like what is what is what is what is this thing really all about i guess i don't know i don't i don't trust companies that easily i suppose is what i what i want to get out of the, at the end of the day especially when they haven't had the chance to get greedy yet i think that's when <laughs> we'll really be able to tell what kind of company and what kind of like people the people behind flesh and blood are what happens 10 years from now when they and they finally get that chance to blow up and get greedy. Who are they? Nice touching words from Chris. <laughs> well, guys, do you guys have anything else? Um, any final statements in regards to the stonks of Hasbro? Go ahead, buy them, guys. They're cheap. They are cheap. If you want to, if you're actually interested, yeah, maybe, maybe buy a few stocks. Yeah. They're just going to go lower and lower until it bottoms out. Like exactly. every card here in the yeah cardboard cave. <laughs> okay, oh, so so uh, that's the end of tonight's episode, guys. So let's go ahead round table. JP, where can people find you? You can find me here in the cardboard cave podcast. Talk about 
cards. How about you, Orengo? You can find me here, the Cardboard Cave Podcast, talking about cardboard. You can also find me in our podcast. You can find me in a thousand different podcasts. I'm like in seven of them with John alone. So um, it's it's fun. <laughs> it's fun doing the podcasting. It's fun to talk about the cardboards and the movies and the life. What about you, Chris? Where can people can find you? Well, just like everybody else, you can find me here in the Cardboard Cave Podcast. You can find me and interact with me sometimes on our social media, which is always freaking great. I love seeing you guys' comments. I love, you know, sneaking in there and leaving a few comments for you guys as well. We have a little conversation in the comment section. I haven't passed by some of our social media in a little while, but I promise I'll poke my head around a bit more now. And you can find me at my Twitch sometimes. Crisscross 13. Again, I was playing a little bit of like Ghost Runner and a bunch of like other fun stuff. I don't know. I got, I got, I got plans. I got thoughts. Trying to come up with more stuff. You'll see me around. I that promise. I promise. John, where can the people find you? Well, guys, you can find me obviously here in the Cardboard Cave. Remember, all of our social media is at the link tree. So just go ahead and click that link. We have everything there. Our podcast, um, our YouTube videos, everything is there. So just click it and as well. Um, you guys can go ahead and enjoy our content as well in Real In Films. That's my um, website where I put all um, our reviews. Um, we have reviews from three different creators, including um, Orengo and myself and Genesis. So pass by our website like that. You guys can enjoy um, anything or anything in regards to movies. Subtitles required that we're, we have already planned the movie that we're going to be watching. Then we're going to plan to record it that we can uh, send a new podcast uh, for you guys. Um, let me see what else. Where else can you guys find me? I know, like Orango said, there's a lot of other podcasts that I'm um, there for. So I'm literally everywhere, guys. But one more thing. Don't forget, go to altersleeves.com. <laughs> if you guys want to spice up your decks, go ahead. Click that affiliate link or use our promo code CardboardCave. Yeah, I get 5% off your... Um, your order and as well you will be supporting our um show and podcast as well our merchandise store you can find different designs match gathering related there's a lot of great things coming um uh your way as well like i mentioned all of our social media pass by especially tiktok we're about to reach 1k so we're, we're really excited about that because if we reach 1k that means that there's going to be live streams as well in yeah. the tiktok so we're excited about that as well. Um, so nothing, guys. We will see you guys in the next one. So see you see you next week. Well, do we have something planned for next week? I don't know. Uh, oh, 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 of course we do. Look, next week, we are very close on the release of that Magic 30. We got to see what those prices okay, are doing in exactly. the market. We have already seen an insane Mox Pearl that isn't even like from a set that isn't even out yet going for three thousand dollars and no one buying it yes yes <laughs> no one buying it but the bid kept going up and it yes. went all the way up to three thousand dollars that is insane yeah and of course we're going to be looking at what's going to be happening in the market with those things i'm actually excited for this release i'm excited for the release of magic 30 not because of the product but because of the insane shenanigans because you know i still want to keep the podcast somewhat you know you know what i wish i had you know what i wish i had i wish that i had uh I, orengo orengo knows about this but mm. remember orengo when we did that episode in for the movie guy of halloween that i was oh, yeah. in miami 
Definitely. that I had the, the little um, road pro whatever mm -hmm. thing yeah, I wish yeah. I had the little button to just put that that video meme what <laughs> 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 because Jesus oh, Christ God. what yeah oh god oh yeah so there you go guys our next episode is going to be talking about magic uh, 30 the $1,000 booster box proxy set no no no, yes. no, no. Proxy set. Yes. you're right proxy set. the $1,000 proxy proxy it's not even a set it's not enough boosters to be a set but let's cut it off here before I start going on another magic 30 rant <laughs> okay. because if no one will be able to stop me <laughs> if I start that again so we will go ahead and see you guys next week Bye bye Remember to follow, like, subscribe to be notified, and as well listen to us on all major audio platforms. Thanks for joining.